Welcome to The Practice Podcast, a show created by lawyers to help lawyers in life and business without all the complicated lawyer language. Let's welcome Bast Amron founders and your hosts, Jeff Bast and Brett Amron. Everybody, welcome back to The Practice Podcast. I'm Brett Amron of Bast Amron. And I'm Jeff Bast of Bast Amron. This is The Practice Podcast, as Brett said, and we have a special guest today, Brian Tannebaum. Today, we are going to be talking about the effects. We've been talking a lot about the effects of COVID and the stay-at-home orders on businesses. And today, we're continuing that dialogue, but more specifically, the effect on individuals and, and specifically attorneys, because that's who we know mostly, how the stay-at-home orders and working from home may have affected some of the mental health issues that lawyers face. And we knew that Brian Tannenbaum is an expert in lawyers, mental health, and the lawyers' mental health. <laughs> Hi, Brian. Hi, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Hey, Brian. So, Brian, yeah, we obviously we're now in month, I guess this is month four. We're starting month four. We finished three months of working from home. I know I have, and I, I believe Brett has, I've had a number of conversations with lawyers and business people who are working from home, all walks of life, but, but mostly lawyers who have indicated that they like working from home, but they're starting to feel you know, anxious, antsy, isolated. And I think a lot of us tend to underappreciate the effects of this isolation. And I was wondering if you had some thoughts about you know, the topic that maybe you could share and all three of us could chat about it. Well, thanks again for having me. I feel anxious. And I'll tell you that when this started, I think a lot of lawyers were in the position of, okay, this is kind of neat. We're at home. We're not getting dressed in the morning. We're not getting in our cars and driving to court or driving to the office, spending more time with our families, work kind of slowed down. And then all of a sudden it changed. And I think it changed in the last couple of weeks, particularly for me, I will tell you where I realized like, this may be my life. I may not need to go back to an office five days a week, eight to 10 hours a day. And what does that look like? So it's one of those situations where the reality I think has set in for a lot of lawyers. And even though they're saying, well, I enjoy working from home, I think the first thing lawyers have to do is recognize that things are different. And it's okay to do that. I mean, we used to wake up as lawyers in the morning, get in the shower, eat something real quick, put on a suit, run to wherever we were running to, run to the next four or five meetings. We were involved with meetings and people and phone calls and hearings all day, no matter what kind of lawyer we were, we were just generally around people in an office setting, dressed like lawyers. And now we're sitting at home in shorts and typing and talking on the phone and not really having any interaction. So I think the first thing for lawyers to do is to recognize that this is different and it's okay to, while you may be okay with it on some level, to also be a little anxious about, is this how it's going to be from now on? I think that's a great point, Brian. I I really hadn't thought about that, which is there have been these various stages, right, to this whole thing. Initially, everyone didn't understand what was happening. And then it was, hey, this is kind of cool. All right, you know, I don't have to wear shoes. I can wear shorts. I can work from home, see my family and take a walk during lunch, right? And now I I think people are getting to that stage. I think you're right of, uh uh-oh, like this could be long-term. And then adjusting to that on a long-term basis with, well, am I going to always work from home? Are my kids always going to be here? Or if no kids, am I going to be by myself all the time? 
and how to work that in. I mean, obviously you could see from my setting, I'm in my office today, but you know, how does that, you know, how do we handle it? Has the legal profession handle that, you know, on a go forward basis, but how does somebody recognize that in terms of, you know, their own mental issues and how to deal with that? It's interesting that, that, that you say that because I've always said as someone who represents lawyers, you know, we have huge, tremendous egos. And one of the things we have the inability to do is admit that there's an issue. So this is all fine. Everything's fine. I'm working from home. It's all good. You know, it's fine. But for a lot of people, it may not be. If you're single, if you're alone, you may be feeling a little isolated. And you also may feel like, I can't talk about this. And, and I talk about this all the time. I, I've said before during COVID-19, nobody should be having a conversation that doesn't start with, how are you doing? What's going on? How's your family? How's life? What's different for you? And, and particularly for lawyers, I think it's okay to pick up the phone and say, hey, are you okay with working from home? Because I'm a little, feel weird about it. Again, because it's not just working from home. It's from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep, you may be at your house and every part of your routine is changing. So I think it's okay to just say, listen, yeah, this is, you know, taking away my commute and, you know, I'm more productive but I kind of don't like it because I feel isolated. And I think that's where communication is so important right now. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, communication is key. And I I talked a little bit about this in a different context at our uh, business advantage forum. when I was talking about community, the importance of, of being a part of a community. And Brian, you mentioned something about, you know, the family and, you know, there's, there's two sort of, to me, aspects of working from home. Even if you have, you're alone, you're alone. That's, you know, if you're, if you're single, you don't have other people around. There's the absence of human interaction. But even for those who do have families, you know, as we're talking about this, it occurred to me that this practice of working here on my computer is kind of ingraining in me a behavior that I hadn't really thought about until this call that I don't like. And that is, you know, I'll be on a Zoom call and my wife will walk by and I don't greet her because I'm, I'm so focused on the call. I've gotten to this point where now I'm like in my, it's as if I'm in my office, I'm not here. And, you know, I'm accustomed to, you know, and maybe I'm just well-trained. When I see my wife, I greet her, I say hi to her, I give her a kiss, I say hello. You know, that's, how, you know, my kids, I always want to greet them. And now I'm at this point where I'm just kind of in my computer and that has an effect on me, but I'm sure it has an effect on them as well. But I, I, the point you made was about communicating, and I think talking about it is so important. And we, you know, we have this tendency, and we still have this. We've been talking about this for years to just email people or text them or chat with them. Like if I ask my kids to, you know, call their, you know, call their friend and find out where we're meeting them, they will not call. They just send a chat. But now more than ever, the importance of human interaction is greater than it's ever been. And so what I've done is I, when I have to communicate with someone, at least internally, rather than sending the email, I'm just going to, I pick up my phone and I actually FaceTime them because I want to see their face. I want them to see my face. Really, there is a difference. Even that, it's not a substitute for being in person and having in-person interaction where we can be, you know, actually see each other and interact. But, you know, it's those tiny baby steps that I think we have to really be cognizant of. You know, you mentioned an interesting point in what you were talking about with being at home with family. I'm hearing a lot of this issue about a lack of separation. So, for example, you have people who live, let's say, in a one-bedroom apartment or some other type of home where they don't have a separate room to go in and work. So, 
they have their living room and their computer set up and they're feeling anxious because my office and my home life is now not separate. And I think that that's an issue that needs to be addressed because it does cause people to think, well, I'm just working all the time. I'm never away from what's going on. And I think lawyers at this point have to try to force themselves to have a schedule. And that schedule, if you're working from home, needs to involve being outside of the house. Taking a walk around the block for 15 minutes can totally resolve a lot of issues. Watching a a 20-minute documentary on television, uh, just moving away from what you're doing, because I have found myself working more that I'm working at home because it's just there. I don't have to get in my car and go anywhere. I don't have to prepare to get to some meeting. I'm just going from Zoom call to Zoom call to phone call to typing a document. And I think lawyers, to deal with their mental health right now, need to start thinking about if you're in this for the long term, and I think a lot of us are, are you going to have a schedule? Are you going to tell yourself, I'm going to work from you know, 9 to, to 11.30 and take a break for lunch, and then I'm going to go back to work, and I'm going to stop at 5.30. And I'm not going to talk on the phone and I'm not going to do any calls. I I think that's an important factor. I think that's a great point. We've talked about schedules, keeping schedules. And to me, it's super important. And I know to you guys as well, to maintain that schedule. And while the kids are home, they were in school and had schedules and it was sort of easier. I'm wondering what it's going to be like if we're still in this, if kids go back to school in the fall, and we're still in this where, you know, we work from home and how you deal with that schedule. Because for me, it was super easy. Like, oh, if my kids are out of class, I want to have lunch with them. So if I don't have anything scheduled, I'll go downstairs and take a break and have lunch with them and take that walk maybe, you know, in the afternoon or something. But if nobody's there, you know, it's it hard to keep that schedule. Well, I also think I, I believe in noise. And what I mean by that is, uh, and you guys know this, I always have music on in my office. It's just a habit of mine. I always have some music on in my office. I do know that, yes. (laughs) You're loud. You're just a loud person. And uh, I think if you're alone, you need noise, whether it's music, whether it's putting on, even if you don't want to watch the news, just some background, put on the Weather Channel, Put put something where people are talking. And when I say music, I mean, put on a radio station instead of your Spotify playlist or your Apple Music playlist where it's just music, put on a radio station so you can hear some news and traffic and weather. And by the way, I think that's a big stress reliever. I was watching the news this morning as I was getting ready and they showed a helicopter view of of the expressway. And it was 8.30 on a Friday morning and it looked like a Sunday morning. And I was like, wow, look at that. I mean, people are really working from home. So there's a lot of different factors, I think, that can lower people's stress. And I I think having noise while you work, having a schedule, but most importantly, I think, is the the ability to be able to just be free and open about how you feel about these things. Because I'll tell you, the last few days, I started feeling a little anxious, like, okay, I'm kind of set in here and and I'm okay with this, but it's a little weird. So I want to talk about it. That's great. That's great. I, I agree with that on, you know, all the comments you guys are making this. There's so much, the fact that we're having this conversation to me, feels good. There's a couple of, co- of observations I wanted to, I wanted to make. One is the, you know, you made the comment about the lack of separation. You know, that we, you know, we're used to having our lives compartmentalized. We have our school and we have our work and we have our home and we have our vacation. We have all these things that are, and now things are kind of merging. And I think we underestimated 
you know, the importance of that. For me, I've had a really hard time with that, the, the lack of separations. I, and I'm sure you guys have probably been on the receiving end. I'm sending emails down at 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. Because it's, it's here. It's, I've really had a difficult time you know, disconnecting. And what has worked for me when I'm aware of it is, one, I have a morning routine. I have stretching and breathing and meditating and the whole thing that I do in the morning. But the walks, when I was taking, Brian, you mentioned the walks. Um, in the beginning, I was more, more rigorous about taking walks with my wife. We would just take a walk at lunch. And now that I've gotten busy, I've kind of, you know, it's those things you start losing the little basics. But I also was reminded of something. And it was when my kid was really young, we took him to a summer camp. And the summer camp was going to be at the same place where his school was. You know, this is like preschool. And when we got there, he walked, he's like, this isn't summer camp, this is school. And he, he was like, really, he just didn't want, it was, it was not a different thing for him. It was the same thing. We need to have, you know, these separate spaces, you know, this place, you know, your workspace shouldn't be a play space. Like you should not set up your office in what, what's normally your living room where you're accustomed to enjoyment and pleasure. And I think that, I think that the problem with people who maybe don't have the ability to do that because of the size of where they live, they just need to walk away from it. They just need to, you know, make those times. I mean, when I was working in the office, I would just go down the elevator and just take a walk down the street for five minutes and just come back. I mean, that was just kind of a thing that I did. And working from home, it's very different. Like you said, I mean, it used to be I would have a file at home and my wife would say, you know, what's that file? Now I've got like a ton of files at home and it, it's, there's not even a conversation about it because it's understood, you know, that I'm, I'm doing this work. But I think that if you don't have the physical separation at home that you're able to have, where you have a separate room or an area to work, then you need to commit yourself to, you know, this is how I'm going to operate and I'm going to have a separate life because you're right. I mean, we woke up in the morning, we got dressed, we went to the office. One small thing that has really helped me and that, you know, that we've been doing and is that, you know, we set the Zoom happy hour for every Friday since the very beginning. We've done that every Friday at 5.30. Friday tends to be the only day that I cut off. It's because I have that little forced break that I've been, I've I haven't not consciously it didn't occur to me until right now. That's really the only day that I've successfully cut off, and so I think scheduling the cutoffs for are, are just as important as scheduling the starts and the meetings and the calls. Yeah. Yeah. And and besides the actual right. schedule, I, I'll just tell you a personal story. The other day, my wife walked in with some food. It was lunchtime. She said, "Here's some food," and I said, "No, no, 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 no. I'm not eating here. I'm going right. to go eat somewhere else because right. I need lunch to be." a separate thing from my office. And those minor little things have to be separated in order to make sure that you understand that you still have two separate lives. You know, it's interesting because, you know, the, the, the default sometimes when you're in the office is to eat at your desk, right? Because you have the other separation available to you, right? Other areas of, of your life. What I found interesting, and I think Jeff, you touched on it as well, which is normally you would send an email or pick up the phone, you know, and, and I had a lot, you know, if I had team meetings, I would pop down the hall and talk to people or quickly call a meeting and you know, we can't do that anymore. And so at the beginning, you know, and, and even, you know, still to this day, I've scheduled weekly calls on all the matters, with, but, but all video, you know, we could do it by phone, but all video, because 
it's not the same connection, but you can get that connection. And thank God for technology, right, that we have today. And I think there was an article about this. If this happened 10 years ago, all the things we wouldn't have that, you know, available to us. And so that video connection is really important. Let me ask you a question about that, because I find I'm offering video to everybody. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Somebody says, hey, Brian, can we talk? My first thing is, yeah, do you want to do Zoom or you want to do phone call? I find maybe 50% of the people say, no, we can just talk on the phone. Yeah. Do you push back on that or are you just like, okay, that's fine? I think for me, it depends on what it is and who it is. And so, you know, I, I do try, I do push back when I'm comfortable doing that or depending on the situation, I'll push back. And then usually they say, yeah, okay, that great. I will tell you a quick little anecdote. I was on the phone, set up a call with a client and the client rep was outside the state. And I set it up, you know, as a video chat, a Zoom. And when we got on, it was, you know, there was no video. And the, the client rep said, oh, I, I didn't know this was going to be video. I'm really not prepared for that. Meaning, you know, like not dressed, right? right? And I said, I said, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. You know, I'm happy to put my t-shirt back on if you really, if that's an issue. And, you know, the client felt comfortable and then put the video on. And I think, you know, we all just have to, it's still an adjustment, I think. I think we've adjusted considerably in the last four months and the four months seems like four years. But but I think that there's got to be that comfort level and some people are more comfortable with it than others. Yeah, I was on the receiving end of that same thing the other day. I was on a call with three other people, one of them being, you know, two of them being new clients, one of them I know though. And they were, they were on the video and I just called in. I was super casual and they were like, oh, come on. And I said, you know, you're right. I'm fine. I mean, I'm, I'm very casual as long as you guys are fine with that. And they were, we all were casual. We were in t-shirts. Right. And I think there's a general reluctance. People feel like they need to put on the jacket, you know, or the, or the blazer. And if they're not, then they're going to do it by phone. But we've all accepted that, you know, we work in, you know, in an environment where it's, uh, you know, it's fine to be casual. And some people I think are also concerned about their background where, you know, is there clutter behind them or, you know, uh, do they have the right setup? So don't be that casual for court. No, exactly. Of course, (laughs) different, different, totally different topic. Right. Right. You know, I think just seeing people is really the one, the one, you know, one of the many silver linings of this thing is, you know, the ability to connect with people that you don't normally connect with. So we've had more zoom chats with, you know, with family where we have the whole family, you know, our whole family and my, you know, my brother-in-law and my, you know, my in-laws, whatever. That's been really nice. Um, And I think in the beginning, we were all taking advantage of it. And just like anything else, we start to lose the important things as Brian, the other thing Brian mentioned was the idea of eating lunch somewhere else. And for a while there, I was walking out and having lunch with, with Jolly and now I'm, you know, when I'm busy, I'm just eating at my desk and I'm going to really make a, a con- more of a concerted effort to just, you know, value the time. And the other, the other thing we can do is schedule it. You know, I'm going to schedule my lunches with myself or with my wife, or with my kids, or whatever it is. And just like we schedule the happy hour and I schedule my workouts and whatever else, you got to, you have to put the things that are important. Uh, first, make them important. And second, you know, honor them the same way you honor a business meeting. And remember something, I mean, we eat lunch at our desk in the office basically for two reasons. Number one, we have something at one o'clock or something soon that we're trying to get ready for, and we want to get home at a reasonable hour. Right. So we're taking away that 45 minutes hour of our time 
to do the work we need to do so that we can get home and now we're home. So that's why it's so important to take those breaks and to have a schedule that separates you from your work. Because if you just dive into this all day, every day, eat at your desk, you know, keep your family away, you're not going to enjoy your home anymore. And I think maybe to wrap it up, I think that number one, I I appreciate Brian. This is a great conversation. I think self-awareness, having that conversation and also being aware of others and asking, I think Brian, you said it and I agree. And I tried to do this in an email or on any call or video call is how are you and paying attention because sometimes people may not feel comfortable saying anything. And so if you see something, you can maybe press a little or, or, you know, make sure that people are actually okay. And I followed up on conversations too. If someone said, no, I'm fine. And I could see it and I say, are you sure? Cause I kind of, I'm, I'm getting the sense that maybe there's not. And obviously there has to be a comfort level there too. So listen, we're all going through this together, which is, which is critical. Everyone's got a different situation and you know, it's, it's the new normal as everyone keeps saying. So. You said, Brett, we're all going through this together, but really the only way we get through it is together. Yeah, Agreed. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you, Brian. Again, thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Thanks Brian. Everybody. For more information on this show and other resources, visit FastAmron.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at FastAmron.com.